0: Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Chris Cheney, and I'm the Senior Clinical Care Editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, we will be discussing healthcare workforce issues with Eric Escioglu, MD, Executive Vice President and Chief Medical Officer at Novant Health. Eric. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here.
0: Great. I'm just going to dive right into our questions. What kinds of workforce shortages are you experiencing at Novant Health?
1: Currently, the biggest one, uh, not only us but around the country, we're experiencing, is nursing, and uh, it's we kind of lurched from dealing with the pandemic to workforce issues and staffing issues in nursing and uh, it's become to a point where you know we're concerned about the future of our ability to take care of patients
0: and are there any other areas where you've been experiencing workforce shortages
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's not just limited to nursing. Obviously, nursing is one of the biggest areas we're facing this issue, but we're also seeing the same workforce-related issues in our respiratory therapists, in our phlebotomists, uh, in our pharmacy technicians. Anybody that touches the patient or even remotely deals with the patient, we're seeing the same pressures, but not to the same extent as the nursing workforce issues we're facing.
0: What actions have you taken to address workforce shortages at Novant Health?
1: Well, first of all, uh, for the first time in my life in healthcare, I've been in healthcare over 30 years, we're competing with industries that we traditionally did not compete for talent. And this goes into you know, certified nursing assistants, this goes into the front desk clerks. Uh, and so we're trying to make it such that uh, it become, you know Novant Health becomes an attractive place for our nurses and other healthcare workers to come and work. We are looking at innovative ways of uh, scheduling. Not all the nurses now want 12-hour shifts, which has been traditional. Uh, We're looking at ways of offering other benefits, such as childcare, such as education. And the most important is we're looking at ways to automate uh, their processes that could be done easily with automation and take it out of their hands so they are free to do what they love the most, which is taking care of patients. If you look around the country, Chris, approximately you know, in a nurse's day, about 50% of the nurse's job is documentation. That's a huge burden, heavy burden. Another 20 to 25% is hunting and gathering equipment, medications, patient's needs, and they barely get to spend about 25% of the time uh, by the bedside taking care of the patient. And our nurses trained to do the last latter part. They wanna take care of the patients. That's what they love to do. That's what they're really good at. So our job as healthcare executives is automating a lot of these processes, including documentation, so that we take the heavy burden off of the nurses' shoulders and let them do what they do the best, which is taking care of our patients.
0: Over the long-term, what are your expectations for workforce shortages?
1: Yeah, Chris, I think we're looking at the demographics and uh, that is looking scary, not just for healthcare, but overall workforce uh, uh, participation. When you look at it, millennials are 28% less than the baby boomers, and Gen Zers are 18% less than the millennials. So we're looking at a shrinking pool of people available to work over the next decade or so. And you know, the other aspect is, you know, trying to figure out how to fight for this talent because we'll be fighting for the same talent that other healthcare systems and now increasingly other industries are fighting for.
0: And where do you see that going? You know, how is that going to affect you as an organization?
1: We're going to have to make the place more attractive and we're going to have to offer more flexibility. Uh, Some of the nurses may wanna work only four hours a day or six hours a day, rather than the traditional 12 hours a day. And then we're all going to also have to offer more benefits uh, besides just healthcare and retirement, but these benefits, innovative benefits that uh, we're looking at with our chief nursing officer includes uh, childcare, includes uh, helping to further education costs, uh, leadership opportunities, Growth areas within our health system, so these are all going to be part of the package. and you know look, uh, financial part is a very big part of why people choose their job. but the next big part is why they want to come to work and how they enjoy coming to work. and that's what we're going to focus on, uh, obviously besides the financial part.
0: Great. Besides other health systems, with what other industries are you competing for
1: talent? a myriad of industries especially uh, you know when you look at nursing we're competing with uh, biomedical and biotechnology companies where nurses are taken away from the bedside and they go into more the clinical and research areas but not direct patient care We're also competing with non-traditional companies such as, uh, interestingly enough, Target or Walmart, who have raised their hourly rate, similar to our entry rates at most health systems, but they're also offering more benefits too. So this is something I've never seen before in my life in healthcare, uh, but this is not going to be a one-off thing, Chris. This is going to continue evolving in this direction. So the traditional days where we only compete with other health systems for healthcare talent is pretty much out the window. Now we're going to have the much bigger lens and bigger competition in mind when we look for talent.
0: What What are the implications of that? Now that you're competing with other in- industries. What does that mean for you?
1: Uh, it means that we really have to be uh, on our game and we really have to increase our efficiencies of the workflows we have for the people that are going to come in our organization and make it such that they won't choose our organization over others, not just because of the compensation part, but mostly because of the culture as well as the organizational effectiveness and their workflows being so much easier and better so they enjoy coming to jobs.
0: And finally, how has the work-life outlook of millennials and Gen Z affected your approach to the healthcare workforce?
1: Chris, that's a great question. Uh, We have to think about millennials and Gen Zs are two different groups, actually. Uh, You know, they both are extremely smart, but they are not tied to the location as much as the Gen Xers or even baby boomers are. What I mean by that is they're looking for different experiences. They're looking for changing jobs maybe every couple of years, but still being the best in what they do. And we have to accommodate that. So the days of a physician like my father, you know, uh, going to a community, working in that community for 30 years and retiring in that community is pretty much over with. At this point, we need to address the needs of the millennials. And what they're looking at is you know, being able to have a good work-life balance, but also being able to have a workplace where they enjoy coming and even changing their workplace. So we're looking at options within our system, how we can even maybe have our millennial or Gen Z nurses, physicians, if they wanna change a location, we have a vast array of hospitals and different markets within the Carolinas. If they wanna change that every so often, we'd be open to that.
0: And anything else that you can do to retain millennials and Gen Z?
1: I think we just have to put ourselves in their mindset And sometimes I know it's hard to do that and realize what they're looking for is different. It's not bad. You know, every generation has a different aspirations and different wants and needs and make sure that we address their wants and needs. I think the biggest thing we have been doing in our organization at Novant is listening to them. Listening is the most important, listening to what they want and how they want it. Otherwise we can't put a one size fits all model to everybody.
0: Eric, it's been wonderful talking with you.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. It's been great talking with you as well. Have a wonderful day.
0: And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.